What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Level With You show. My name is Wiley Olmsted, and this week I am joined by the do-artistic one, Anthony Dewart. Hey. The Phantom Producer himself, on camera for once. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. You got some new frames, I see. I know. These are my blue light glasses. I've been wearing them so I don't get headaches. So they've been working out for you? I just wore them today for like the first time all day, but so far, so good. So what's I up? Had, with... had a really bad headache for like five hours yesterday. Uh, really? That's yeah. the worst. From just looking at too many screens? I don't know. I think it was a combination of not eating and being tired and yeah, looking well, at too many screens. Yeah, mm, gotcha. So our usual third chair here, Kenny Castro, is out sick. Hope he gets better soon and hope he's tuning in live. and Drinking too many Coronas. <laughs> wow, Kenny, you must really be sick. You got a lot whiter. You should go to the doctor. <laughs> Be a little pale. Be a little pale. I'm worried about the weight loss. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what do you want to know? The Corona diet? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Kenny. I hope you feel better soon. I miss you. Love you. Yeah, for real. Um, but so you and Kenny have just adopted this new glasses thing due to headaches. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, for I, I really have no idea. What I think my headache was more due to lack of sleep and not eating. Gotcha. But. You gotta do those yeah, things. That's true. Mm-hmm. I, I should know. I don't do enough of them. I yeah. all the time. I get them. I guess more frequently than most people. I we, you know, I go through about a five hundred thing of ibuprofen every year and a half. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of which, I gotta stop at CVS and get more Advil because I just used a bunch of it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Word. Well, if you are tuning in live on Twitch, which we do every evening on, or not every evening, every Tuesday evening at around 6, 6.30 o'clock, thank you so much. You can also catch the following day on YouTube.com slash Level With You. We are getting very close to 200 subscribers on Twitch as well as on YouTube. Which will we get to first? We don't really have a preference, but if you, you could... decide. Yes, you decide. Um, so yeah, that would be great. Um you can also find us audio-only versions on whatever podcast service you use. If you want to hear us somewhere that we are not, let us know, and we will make it happen. All right, guys. So lately, we've been kind of diving right into the news. They've been big, meaty shows, a lot of stuff going on, and I felt like maybe a little bit something was missing. We weren't just kind of doing a little bit of bullshitting like we used to. My favorite part. It's your favorite part, Anthony. Oh, yes, yeah. man. Yeah. So what's going on in the world of Duart? I got sick. <laughs> You got sick. I got sick. I got a bad cold on Saturday. I, I like felt it coming. Like we were playing uh, Smash Bros online, have a couple of drinks on Friday night, and I could just could feel myself during the day on Friday. And then you know when you get out, we wake up all achy, and then I was all dry. I was just getting stuffed up when we we're playing. I'm like, Ugh. Ugh. we're playing on the microphone. I felt bad for a while. Like on the other end, he's probably just listening to like. <laughs> I'm like, oh, trying to drink a beer and breathe at the same time, and it wasn't working. I thought you were just doing drugs. Yeah, no, you're like, dude, you're just like, what are you doing? I'm like, I wish, man. <laughs> I wish I had some stuff to put in my nose, but I don't, can't even smell. That's the worst. Um, well, it's going around the crew, because I think you gave it to Kenny as much as you wish you didn't. I know, I really wish I didn't, but I thought it was funny, because when uh, I showed up for the crew battle on Saturday, and I was like, hey, guys, what's up? And I was like, oh, Kenny came for the nice big hug. Like, I always give hugs, because I like giving hugs when I see people. And I was like, oh, wait, wait. I was like, Kenny, I'm, I'm really sick today. I woke up really sick. I don't want to get you sick. And he's just like, nah, man, I got an iron immune system. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you did this to yourself. You must have let it out in the rain. He's got rusted. Got to get the non-rust diet. Yeah. Oh, Yuki. Uh, yeah, oh, it was bad. 
I think Elena's on the border right now. Uh, she usually has a few colds per first season, so a few. <laughs> yeah, I mean, poor girl's got a little bit of a weak immune system. I think. Oh, yeah. that's, okay. that's okay. I mean, vitamin C. I also heard recently you're not really supposed to take vitamin C because it ca not causes or you're not supposed to take it. It helps uh, produce kidney stones inside you. Really. Well, we don't want those. Yeah, build up a That's like one of my calcium. top five fears. Oh, same. It's bad. I don't want Yikes. anything coming in. I mainly don't want a lot. Well, mainly anything coming in, but I especially <laughs> don't want sharp things going out. Yeah, I, that would not yeah. be fun. I mean, it doesn't look fun, but seriously, I have a kidney stone story if you want to hear it. From uh, your dad. From your dad. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a good like it's a, it's a coming of age almost. It's uh, every time uh, when I'm growing up. This is the coming of age part. Every uh, you know, a couple of years or so. I would be like hanging out playing like I don't know say like I'm a little boy playing Nintendo 64 or something or PlayStation 1 uh, tie back into the video game theme of the podcast mm, thank um, you I'd hear from upstairs my dad would be like hey hey Anthony I'm like dad yeah dad what's up and he's like hey come here I gotta show you something I'm like uh oh what did I do so I'd go upstairs and he'd be in the bathroom upstairs and he'd be like hey take a look at this and he'd show me this big sharp spiky stone and I'm like dad what is that it looks like a really hard booger and he's like it's a kidney stone oh my god I was like what and he's just like yeah that came out of me and I was like where and he goes and I was he like, just looked down for audio listeners. <laughs> wow. No, that's I, I totally can agree with you. I'm, I'm not. He's in relatively good spirits compared to most people. Yeah, that's that's the one. Yeah, he was pretty good about it. Like, I mean, it was out too, so I wasn't just like stuck there. Oh, yeah, right. you, know, you have to get that machine that like. No, but, they, imagine once out is very re relieving. Oh yeah, it's totally, like holy. Shit. I think my dad had one when I was a kid, and I just remember one night him being up at like me going to the bathroom or something, and him him watching TV, just like zoning out, looking. <laughs> disturbed he's and... trying to go super saiyan <laughs> he's trying to go fuck out of Just, me yeah exactly so that's part of the reason I've always been particularly squeamish like I don't mm -hmm. know no, dude, let's I move on you. I don't blame you man it's it's spooky it's scary it's a real threat but as long as you get enough water you should be okay okay good to know mm -hmm. uh, what about you Tyler what's going on you've been staying healthy no staying so. busy so far knock on wood don't jinx it yeah okay uh, yeah staying healthy Cooking food and I don't know. You made some good chili the other night. Thank you did. You. That was real good. Chili. Mm -hmm. uh, about a week ago, me and Kayla made some kung pao cauliflower. That was pretty good. Ooh. Right on Valentine's and, uh, Day. Yeah, we did. Mm -hmm. I think we're actually gonna make like a big portion of that to bring to one of our friends who happens to be a vegetarian. Uh, she's having a birthday party. Oh, Saturday. okay. Nice. So I think we're gonna make like a lot more of that to bring. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, what else? Tournament planning, uh, business stuff, I don't know, nothing too crazy and exciting. Gotcha. Uh, we should mention the tournament, which we are hosting April 2nd. Uh, you can register at smash.gg slash level LVL focus. We've still got plenty of room for contestants. If you are into Smash Brothers, it is a all skills level type of thing. Don't feel intimidated. Uh, it's, we want it to be uh, accessible and fun thing for all smash players but there'll be raffle prizes there'll be yeah. raffle prizes even you if you suck rings. you could still come in dead last get three stocked on the first round and leave with a cool amiibo your opponent could disrespect you you're playing k rule you know and he k you get it when he gets you two stocks and then you finally get his one and then he kills himself to even it up and you know it's fine then he then he ko's you mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not upset about it or anything <laughs> it's fun it's fun you should come it's gonna be a good time what Anthony is referring to, and maybe we should just get into this now since we are on the subject, 
we had a crew battle against Studio 149, a fellow podcast in the Bronx, New York City. We had a... And what a crew battle is, is why don't you explain the rules, Tyler? Because you explained them to me firsthand. Crew battle. Super easy. Listen up. First, Uh, (laughs) make a diss track. Sorry, first, yeah, make a diss track. Second, the other person responds to you with a better diss track. Even more important. And then this next step comes. (laughs) Crew battle. Here we go. Uh, Teams of... We had a team of of four. So essentially, everyone works together on a team. One person fights another single person. And they... Take it, take out whoever takes out their stocks first wins. But say Anthony's on the other team, I'm fighting Anthony, and I beat Anthony, but I only have one stock left when I beat him. I then move on to fight the next opponent on the opposing team. They start out with three stocks, and I have to SD down to one. And then it essentially just keeps on going like that until all of one team is eliminated. Yes. So essentially, if you have one good player, um, that can take out a lot of people. I mean, you could get by on one stock yeah. for a while. Which is what almost happened to us when we had a Little Mac come out of nowhere and take out Tyler and me, and we got scared and lost round two. So what we did, we did a best of five. It all in all took about two hours. It was a lot of fun. It was very intense. A little bit of uh, like both podcasts admitting that they were nervous off the bat. Like we had, we won one, they won, we won, they won, then we won the last round five uh it came down to the last fighter tyler wrapped it up he was fighting against villager he was mm-hmm. playing with byleth yeah yep. yeah you yep. killed it with byleth so it was a good time we're gonna do it again if there are any other podcast crews out there that want to organize a similar thing we'd definitely be down for it uh if you missed it which you probably did you can catch the video going up sometime soon sometime yeah, soon so. sometime yeah. soon it's uh, good and it's fun. And you can see me because that's the day I woke up sick. So you can see me sick. But I had a cool shirt on. So so we did that Saturday. And what we do every Sunday is we stream uh, Super Smash Brothers on Twitch. And we invite the community to join us. And we've had a few return people, which has been really good to see. Mellow Keith. Yeah. Mellow uh, Keith schooled me. That's who it was. Yeah, he schooled me with Mega Man. Oh, my God. He was, he was schooling all of us with Mega Man. He was Mega so Man. good. Mellow Keith was great. You're just joking about that, too, Mellow Keith. You're a good player, and I like playing against you, and I'd like to do that again soon. Yeah, for real. Um, so it's really easy to do. Just, uh, yeah, if you're a Smash player, we are kind of... Smash. It's kind of a, a lot. It's becoming almost a Smash, like, podcast slash Smash unit podcast. because we're playing this tournament. But we got other games to talk about. Don't worry. A lot happening in... The next gen rumor mill and fact mill. Uh, Phil Spencer put out a pretty big blog post, which we'll get to in Cruising for a Newsin. Phil uh, Mill coincidence. As well, <laughs> <laughs> as well as some um, coronavirus related stuff keeps affecting the industry in negative ways. Uh, I don't know how it could be positive, but anyway. If you didn't know, this is a weekly video game podcast where the three, usually four of us, get together and talk about, you guessed it, video games. I've already said when you can get the videos, I think it's time that we now get into the games we have been playing for the past week. All right, Anthony, you want to start us off? We got a uh, snack world update. Um, 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 yep. Uh, yeah, actually, I uh, my boss wasn't in yesterday at work, so I did the employee, the best employee thing to do is bring your Switch into work and play for most of your shift. Nice. Um, so I played a lot of snack world. That was fun. It's it's definitely, it's getting better as you get farther into it, but... Give a brief synopsis on what the game is. It's basically a top-down uh, 
action RPG that's basically kind of Diablo style with a little mix of Pokemon and a little mix of uh, what else? There's like a crafting system. You make your own weapons and stuff. You buy or you can buy your own weapons. A bunch of loot drops. Um, it's basically Diablo and Pokemon with like a very cartoony Saturday morning Saturday morning cartoon style. Yeah, I see the art style on the eShop and it's given me. Did you already compare it to Adventure Time? It's Adventure Time mashed with like the old stop motion Rudolph cartoons. I don't know the name Right, right, right. But okay. it's like really odd. But I, 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 have, I find this really weird, like fucked up kind of like. I love it. I really like it. What's the developer? Uh, level five. Level five. So they do like Nino Kuni and. Uh, Yokai Watch series. Oh wow! Yes. Okay, I did not know that. That's it. Just seems like a very, well, I guess not a totally different thing. So they did this before uh, Nino Kuni Two and after Wrath of the White Witch. Yep. This actually, I guess it, technically, it came out in 2015 out in Japan first on the 3DS, and then we got it in the West with their remastered Switch port. So we got the remastered Switch port of the 3DS game that had already been out since like about five years. They must have been done done some pretty substantial things to justify. You know, charging ten more dollars than probably cost on 3ds. Yeah, and it's—I like, think it's like fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah, and it's on. I mean, how's it look? It's great. I like it a lot, and it's—it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, if you guys are craving a little Diablo-style thing, you know, if the price does go down too, there's a sale. Um, there's online play. There's multiplayer. You can trade items, which is great. What uh, is the multiplayer like? Is it? It's like like Diablo. Like it, you're playing it, together co-op. Exactly. It's basically like Diablo. Like you go into the dungeon, you have your character, your equipment, your armor, and stuff. Um, you have these little partners that go in with you when you play in single player mode. I'm not sure they work in multiplayer. You probably have like one or two, but they're called snacks. They're like party snacks or pocket snacks or like ones you can summon. And uh, they're like your other players that like when you do solo, you can take up to three when you reach a certain like kind of like hunter rank, like monster hunter. I'm at DC, it's called DC rank. I'm at DC rank five right now. And it like goes by chapter, I guess, in the story. So I can take up the three little monster guys with me into the dungeon. And it's pretty cool. And what I do really like is that so they have boss fights? Um, boss fights, yep. The boss fights are really cool. Um, they're a little simple, uh, but they have the nice little, not like monotonous, there's patterns you can learn. So it's like, oh, this, you know, he's going to do this or jump out of the way. Classic stuff. But if you stay on one floor in a dungeon for too long, this guy called Popsicle comes and it'll let you know. It's like, oh, hey, you know, alert, Popsicle's 60 seconds from appearing. And you're like, oh, what's that? Because that's what I did the first time. Popsicle. And he's just this big Grim Reaper guy that shows up, kind of like the Reaper in uh, Persona 5. Yeah. And uh, if he sees you, it's an inst- if he sees you and sees you and attacks you, it's a one hit KO instantly, no matter how tough you are. Hmm. So it kind of gives you an incentive not to stick around on one floor for too long of a dungeon. Okay, I like that. Keep the player moving. Yeah, um, I am kind of craving that after Children of Morda, which I talked about for a couple weeks, and I really, really enjoyed. It took me about twelve hours to beat it, and I do find the post launch or the post game content a little lacking. Not that every game needs it, uh, but I think that they're going to continue updating that. Uh, throughout the year, that's what it seems to be the case. So that I, I'm on the Reddit. It's only got like 2,000, 2.4 thousand members, I think, but it's got a little passionate fan base, and I like to see where where it ends up going. It did just drop for physical copy. I saw on Sunday. I was at GameStop. They have physical copy for Xbox One for twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure on the PS4. It's on PS4 too, right? I think so. Um, I know it's on Switch, mm-hmm. and I know it's on Game Pass, so you can try it for free. That's Children of Morta. Mm-hmm. And remind me again what the full title of the game you were talking about is. Uh, Snack World, the Dungeon Crawl Gold. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's just a big, fancy, long title. But yeah, if you like a little cartoony art style, it's it's been pretty fun. I liked it a lot. Nice. Grinding my character, getting little weapons and stuff. Little cutesy shit. Cool. Uh, sounds right up your alley. Oh, yeah. Speaking of right up somebody's alley... You've been doing any more dreaming? 
No, I've no. not been doing much more dreaming. Um, I mean, since last week, I have dabbled a little bit in like sculpting and uh, shading and some of the other tutorials, but I haven't really gone in and developed anything for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, it seems very like a complicated whole endeavor. To, like, oh yeah, like you, you really have to like need sit to down, like wake up, have a cup of coffee, yourself. and like yep. spend a day. Yeah, I mean, you can spend much, much, much longer than a day. I'm sure. I mean, I would be curious. And I would like to do this at some point is just like go on Twitch or somewhere and just like watch people creating things mm-hmm. um, and maybe like asking some of them like for tips mm. uh, on how they do it. Because I mean, be a good thing I'm sure there I'm, I'm sure there are all kinds of tricks about buttons and ways to like move the controller or maybe people suggest that they, you, you use the sticks or like the motion controllers because mm. those are the three different ways that you can control your, your imp um, with either the, the DualShock motion controls or you can use the like, the move controllers mm-hmm. or you can use the left and right sticks and what's and been your favorite i really only messed around with the dual shock okay with the dual shot motion okay and you have the since you have the psvr you also have the the, the, the move sticks. yeah i have the, yeah. the motion controllers I, yeah i was hearing this week i watched a review on it that they were saying that that's kind of like some people preferred that or he really liked using the um like the analog sticks with, I think you use the motion, right? Yeah. The access, but he said like, you know, these he really preferred kind of using for certain tools, certain uh, like controllers. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that'd be cool to. Can, I wonder if you can switch around on the fly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can. I mean, measure. You might have to turn a controller off or something. Yeah, you don't have yeah. to start a new game yeah. or anything. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Then I'd be like, well, I gotta put this. And I don't know anything that's not plugging out and I'm automatically off. It feels like it's a whole endeavor to right. get out of the system. Uh, so any. Dreamiverse browsing, or are you mainly just practicing your Smash skills, getting ready for the tournament? Yeah, I've been practicing Smash mostly, mm-hmm. trying to get good with a Pac-Man now. I feel like I've kind of like given up on Inkling. Yeah, <laughs> just because I don't, I don't know. Like, you keep Inkling in the pocket. I think you do really good with Inkling. You put a lot of practice in, so it's like you should still go back to Inkling. I think. But with Inkling, you have to rely so much on that rolling move. Like, I don't know. I guess. Yeah, I mean, not that's. I mean, you don't have. I don't have to, but. It's you just, pop it's just out like, of that and then use your opportunity. It's all the small window for like them when they're stuck in the ground, yeah, to, like smash them. For sure. I mean, he's a cool character. And then they just—it's all about figuring out combos. Like Pac-Man actually like doesn't have a whole lot of combos, mm-hmm. and he's just a matter of like how to like using the items and everything that he has. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What do they call it? A fruit looping is what they call it. Really? <laughs> yeah. So when he ta- awesome. when he takes that out and when he when he you know extends his hand and it's cycling through items, do you have to stop it? I've never literally played Pac-Man. I don't think so. How do you decide on like to pull out the key or the apple or whatever? Well, the key's always the last item, so it'll stop at the at the key. Oh, uh, okay. It's kind of like a um, charge, right? You hold down B, and the longer you hold it down, the more you go through. Yeah, yeah, and then Pac-Man also. I mean, you can when you're charging, you can roll to to stop the the looping mm-hmm. um you can shield to stop the looping um once you throw an item some items can be picked up again after you throw it right um in which case if you press b and shield really quickly and then it goes back into your pocket and you can start the loop from that item well that's good that um, I, I learned about that one uh so yeah it's like pac-man is just like <laughs> a very high iq character and general. of course and that's perfect for you genius over there no I mean, <laughs> definitely not <laughs> definitely not but i'm trying to trying to get better yeah yeah um, the, the fire hydrant you gotta watch out for because that's like if that gets docked then you're also you're pretty yeah, open, like, like it hits you too the, the fire hydrant itself has like so much strategy behind it because you can 
use the hydrant to to push you towards an opponent so you could sm like start charging a smash beforehand mm -hmm. and the water pushes you towards someone if they're not really expecting it you just smash when you get there okay um or vice versa they'll they'll push an opponent towards you and then you can smash as they're like coming towards you and it also um, changes your hitbox entirely if you're standing on it because you know if you're on a, somebody's below you on a platform they can't probably hit you with their up smash anymore and just right. like little things like that uh it, i've definitely had that thought that like oh that fire hydrant could has just such a wide variety of uses and that's a be down move yep okay yep. cool so, yeah it's good for uh like edge guarding if someone's below the edge you can toss a fire hydrant down there spike them yeah yeah mm. Cool. I'm kind of stuck in my Young Link Mega Man ling limbo, and I can't just. I'm not very good. I mean, like, I, I'm okay. I, I feel like Kenny, Tyler, and Anthony all just have a better grasp on the, the characters that they use. Like, he's really good with King K. Rule. Um, Tyler's good with Inkling and Pac Man, and Kenny's really good with Joker. And I'm kind of like, I have my moments, but I don't know. Just need, just need to practice watching, more. Like, I, I, like, I, well, I have to do that too because I'm still like compared to like when I was fighting Mellow Keith, like King K. Rool versus Mega Man. I was like, like didn't no contest. He's just like whipping me. I think like the match was over in like maybe half of a minute, forty five seconds. Wow. It was just like bonk. I'm like, wow, he's really fast. I definitely, I, I know like one of the things that I do bad or I like can improve on is I jump in the air a lot to like get away when I should probably stay on the ground and roll mm -hmm, more because mm -hmm. when you go in the air you're just like vulnerable yeah and it takes longer to start up again when you land exactly so yeah. it's like oh shit mm -hmm. but I mean you're doing really good with Young Link you had those on the in the team brawl that we did the clan crew match. battle crew battle yeah <laughs> I think Call of Duty uh, but yeah those because Link's the three because I'm telling you man the three uh, his up smash the third one always gets you yeah I mean I, I do it's really tough. Both both characters, I like their their arsenals quite a bit, and I like their size. They're like the same size. They're about the same speed. There's a channel I recommend. Uh, it's, I just remembered the uh, Beefy Smash dudes on YouTube. If you want good tutorials or like good, they show you like really good combos and kind of like where the character's strength for each character. Okay. Like, like good things yeah. to do tilts and all that. The things I notice with like you with Cave Rule mm -hmm. is like when you are recovering, I feel like you land on stage a lot. In which case, like that's easily punished. Put oh, for sure. So I shouldn't with like him. Land. Once um, you land on good edge grab, yeah, edge grab. Most, mm -hmm. I mean, unless you are sure that you can land far enough away from. That's a good point. Opponent. So I never thought about that. When I'm like always, the first thing that goes through my brain, like autopilot, whenever I get launched off stage, I'm like shit. I always go like point my stick depending where I get launched, like this side or this side, like down to like immediately, almost like in the opposite direction. Because sometimes it does have that like. Hold on, you know, when you see somebody get launched when it zooms in and they kind of recover from that, usually it's like because their sticks held the opposite way. Mm. But my immediate thing is like, oh shit, I gotta get back on the stage. But that's definitely a way better mm. idea to go right to the edge and kind of work it out from there rather than landing back in and then being like popped right back out. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think it's like I've noticed with like you and Pac Man is I think you just need to practice more of like. You mean Link? Your... Young Link? Or Mega Man? Or Mega Man, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Mega Man. Okay. Um, I think what you need to just practice a little bit more is just like your short hops and like mm -hmm. your your fares and bears and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, have you tried playing with the tilts map to your C stick on GameCube? I ha I have that. I just never do it. I say that all the time. I have yeah. to, I have to like map, but I haven't even done that yet. So, so I'm sure that'll. I mean, that seems kind of hard to be like. You pretty much slap in the X or Y button and then going over to the C stick like really really quickly. Mm -hmm. um, 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you can use your wired Pro Controller, too. You can set it to that. True, true. Okay, I mean, I'll, I'll experiment. I tried playing with the Pro Controller last night after um, playing with the GameCube controller for two weeks. It, it feels... Yeah, it feels, it, weird. Yeah, it feels very it. weird. It is like, yeah, it is now it's GameCube controller or nothing for me hey, with, well, with Smash. That is understandable. Yeah. That's, that's what I, I see. I've been switching it up. I also still have to pick one dang old character because I like too many. Mm, yeah, yeah, for real. There's so much. There's probably, you know, 20 of them I still haven't even really played for more than a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the next game, I want to talk a little bit about Fortnite. Fortnite just season two, chapter two finally began last week, and I think it's exactly it's very it's like it's like a spy themed season. They've introduced a whole sort of hideout theme, where instead of the sort of you know the loading or the the menus that you've been used to now for the two or three years, whatever probably three that the game's been out, you're now in you know. You got a bunch of secret agent looking people. There's a big table that has all the challenges. All the challenges are now separated by locations on the map, which is really helpful. Um, <clears throat> there's also go over all the new features that season two has. So there's this one character called Mara that is you know just a skin, uh, a cool looking Fortnite s character. But as the season progresses, each week you unlock different things to customize on her. So week one, you know, I think was maybe her tattoos, which, you know, or week one was hair, week two was tattoos, and that's all that's been out. And like next week, uh, there'll be a bunch of pants that you can choose from. The week after that, a bunch of shirts. So like by the time the season's over, you'll have like a fully customized avatar, which is kind of neat. That's, do you have to buy any of this stuff or like? Well, you have to you buy go, the battle pass. Oh, yeah. Okay. But yeah. I mean, when you unlock it, like say, like I, buy, I go home and buy the battle pass, uh, weeks go on, I automatically get these rewards for and then can make my own yeah i think it's just you have to play it like pretty minimally because you know i've been i can't remember the exact requirements of unlocking those but that's one neat thing that's been introduced there's another uh sort of neat choice based thing that is in the battle pass once you get to level 20 you can choose between uh, these two big looking agent Agent, <laughs> agent dudes. One of them's in like an all white suit with like a black skull. The other one's in an all black suit, and uh, it's the the skins you'll unlock for the rest of the season are dependent upon the choices that you make at level twenty. So that's kind of a fun extra layer of choice that uh, this season's introducing. Um, you like pick a side, right? Yeah, pretty much. You know, choose a side. So. I've enjoyed that little gimmick. Um, in the gameplay itself, there's now these several little fortresses with patrolling guards that you can, you know, shoot. They're very easy. Uh, you can like then pick them up and have scan these special chests that will unlock usually really good items. Um, so that introduces a, a PVE aspect that that wasn't in season one. They, they've had it in in previous seasons uh, back when it was chapter one, but. Mm-hmm. Um, How'd you get the Banana Man costume? That's like the level two in the Battle Pass. So if you buy the Battle Pass, you'll get it. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I did like that a lot. I was like, fuck, did he get a cool Banana Man costume? Yeah, the Banana Man's kind of like the equivalent of the blue goopy guy from season one, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I'm still having fun with it. I'm still, you know, improving my building skills. My friend Robbie is like just, he's ridiculously good in the game. Um, and I watched him play the other day. He got 12 eliminations, 
and a victory royale after not playing for weeks and i was like damn dude wow yeah that's awesome <laughs> rob, rob the builder yeah. yeah literally robbie's killing it yeah damn um so that's Fortnite. i i'm still having fun with that i know it's played out i know it's super mainstream i know it's uncool and for little babies but Whatever. I like Kirby's Air Ride. I like baby games, so no. I'm on your side. <laughs> I do have to say, I really like, I'm a sucker, that's why I played Call of Duty 2, just for this aesthetic feature. The EXP bar on the bottom, just love it. I that love is having nice. that. On the bottom of the screen mm -hmm. in Fortnite. World of Warcraft, yeah. Fort, Call of Duty, Fortnite uses it now, I'm like, just every time yeah. I see that, it's love it. That is very nice. I love seeing progress. See, me too. Right, right in front of you. I think that's yeah. why I like RPGs so much, because I can see my numbers going up, and I can see my bars filling. I'm like, yep. oh. And the, the, the battle pass fills up really, I think, at a pretty good pace like pretty much every game i'm if i'm not getting a level i'm almost getting a level and i feel like this might be the season where i finally get to level 100 and get the last is that guy. the max yeah we'll love you now like 14 let's get we gotta get bump those numbers up man mm -hmm. yeah that's what i intend to do it's true okay so now as i get a drink of water here i want to talk about a game that actually came out in 2018 and it came out on january 23rd 2018 so it is now two years old but you know what came out on january 25th 2018 can you take a guess starts with starts with a c tyler and i have both beaten it chrono trigger Cobble night yeah chrono trigger came out in 2018 <laughs> <laughs> it's celeste Cr celeste Cr came out oh, oh wow wow okay oh. so celeste was a indie 8-bit um style platformer that really took the game world by storm made a lot of game of the year lists at the end of the year 2018 it is a phenomenal platformer i would say one of the standout indie games of the past decade for sure uh this game we're going with this way iconoclast <laughs> came out two days before it iconoclast yeah, overshadowed it got overshadowed by celeste um i think pretty much all the discussion of it not that it i don't know if it was a you know a, a bomb or whatever but it, it, it did not get anywhere sort of near the uh, acclaim that i think it maybe deserves after my first couple of hours with it um it is a very colorful metroidvania 2d action platformer uh, with a much higher emphasis on story than you typically see from this type of game mm. um like you play as this mechanic named robin and robin is thought of as sort of a heretic because of her mechanical skills uh, it is a society that is ruled by like religious zealots and are very big on control and uh you know so she's like jesus but with a wrench jesus with a wrench there you go i like it that's what they should have called the game and maybe it wouldn't have been so overshadowed it would have been great. <laughs> instead, of a, instead of a bandana could have given her a crown of thorns somebody would have covered it yeah <laughs> yeah and um so i picked it up for 9.99 on switch i can't confirm that that's still the price but it probably is uh, and what i'm really liking about it is that the movement's really snappy uh it's got a neat mechanic like a an edge grab mechanic where you know you don't see in a lot of 2d games that works really effortlessly and smoothly it seems like there's going to be a decent upgrade system as far as the weapons go uh the puzzles have been involved not too crazy i hear that they get like really tough later on but so far nothing that's been making me bang my head against the wall too far uh, the only time i've been frustrated is when i just kind of needed to do a little more backtracking than i would have liked to find the next area to go uh, the the boss battles so far are kind of set set PC in a good way. Like they really elevate the action. They 
uh, introduce, you know, they're a little bit predictable uh, from the, you know, attack standpoint. You got to dodge at this point. You got to, you know, throw, throw this item at this exact time. But uh, they are a little longer than a lot of boss battles in this game, which like works in its favor because I think they're fun. Like you don't, a lot of times boss fights, I like want them to be either replayable or I want them to last longer than the, you know, 30 seconds to minute that they do. These can take a few minutes or at least they did for me and pretty positive on it. Like, I mean, I'm only two hours in, so I'm still in like the honeymoon phase. I'll probably run into some issues. I think the game's got like a 90-ish uh, on, and I think it's at an 87 on Metacritic, I want to say. I think wow. I checked that earlier today. And really positive Steam reviews. Mm -hmm. So I really recommend checking it out if that's your type of thing. It's definitely one of my top genres. So that's Iconoclasts. It's on Switch, PC, uh, it's on everything. Mm -hmm. And it's only ten bucks on Switch, so that's that's why I picked it up. Yeah, that's yeah. a good deal. I definitely want to install it now because I've had it on Steam for two years and haven't touched it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing it tonight. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely need a I need a game for when I'm getting ready for the cruise and drive it and stuff. Right, yeah. right. Um, yeah, I wouldn't recommend playing while driving, but no. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm a passenger. Get, yeah. yeah. Do you get car sick? I, cause I, I can't play like in the, like, it sucks. I'm, mm, I'm so lucky. No. Oh, I get so car sick. I'm like, oh, I just very rarely do it anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like I, I think I'm probably driving seventy five percent of the time. Yeah, I'm usually always driving. So yeah. I'm like, but like the off chance where I'm just sitting there, it's just like I don't know what it is, but I'm usually like. If I look down for more than like maybe ten minutes, it's just like instant. I'm gonna have a bad time for the next like forty five minutes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The thing that I'm really into these days, and I know this is going off topic, but is Stephen King audiobooks. <laughs> so if I'm in the road, that's what I'm doing, or I'm maybe listening to Kind of Funny or maybe Giant Bomb. But that's what I gotta I used to listen to like six video game podcasts, and it was ridiculous. I had to cut a few out of rotation because I'm now getting into the literary stuff a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'm in the car a lot for my job. I'm a social worker. I do visits all over the city. Um, and I got a half-hour commute to work. So I put a lot of miles on that 2003 Pontiac vibe. Um, He's a good boy. Yeah, yeah. That's, what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. You know, you're listening to stuff. You're expanding your horizons. See, I'm, uh, I'm what people call a coward, and I don't uh, experiment with things. So I was listening to the same shit over mm. and over and over until I want to uh, basically go crazy. And then when I'm at the point of jumping, then I'm like, wait, no, this is something new. And then I wear that out. And then, you know, that lasts another couple weeks. So what do you listen? You listen to things like you listen to the same show or you yeah, listen the same anime openings, the same, like, I don't know, video game soundtracks, uh, me coughing. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. But no, I could really like start getting back into like new albums and like that's why the podcast nice. audiobooks would be a really good idea. Ooh, new episodes of Haikyuu have been dropping. Ooh. I just caught up with that. I'm going to have to watch. I went after, uh, I got to watch Food Wars 2 after we did that preview the other yes. night. Please. <laughs> oh, I, I need to. Yeah, I, I was, I'm, I'll be delving into Food Wars soon after watching what, what, what Tyler I showed know. me. Yeah, you, you'll really like it, especially being a, being a chef yourself. Being a foodie. Yeah. yeah. Um, what? Well, speaking of anime openings, what's your favorite My Hero Academia opening? Oof. I can't. One, I can't, can't really two, recall. and four. No, no, four. One, each, two, and the each most one has one. Well, they're, each season has two, so there's really been like seven by now. That's true. I'd say it is hard to remember them. I think yeah, season one had the same one. Good. The first I one. think the season two one was like yeah that one signed by that yeah I love season two's opening it's awesome but yeah sports festival 
and the season four one. I like. I really like the second one. Mm-hmm. I don't think I really cared for the first one. Or no, season three. Mm-hmm. The first one was like a little too poppy, and it had like auto tune in it. And then third one, rock or the second half. That was mm-hmm. that was pretty rocking. That actually got me to. <laughs> I, I ended up hearing a cover of the first opening on YouTube by a guy Nate wants to battle. Um, years and years ago, before I started watching My Hero Academia, and that's what actually made me end up going and checking out the show. And I was like, oh wow, it's pretty great. But yeah, like one and two, I'd say probably my cool. favorites. The show is just taken off in terms of merchandise I'm seeing everywhere. Oh I mean, God. you see me wearing the shirt. <laughs> yeah, right. I got this at GameStop. It was only two dollars because what? of the power up. Like it was seven dollars clearance, and then each month, if you're a power up member, you get five bucks oh, now. Right, right, right. And True. so, when he rung me up, he was like three sixteen, and I was like, what? Xbox 360. Yeah, that's pretty neat. They really got some good shit at the clearance at GameStop. Like, they have some good... They got a lot of cool stuff. They went, I was like, oh, of course I have to stop working at this place when they start selling toys and trading cards and cool stuff. I'm like, oh, man, come on. Yeah, people hate on GameStop, but I will not. Like, I like going there, and each time I'm there, I'm, Same. like, fighting to not buy shit. Same. So I'm glad I don't work there anymore, but I love going in there because you get look at your Amiibos you could possibly, you know, consider buying. Yeah. There's trading cards. I actually just bought Pokemon cards there on Sunday. That's why I was there. And the division for $5. And, yes, it is annoying when they ask you, do you want consumer protection on this for two years in case anything happens to it no, no i'm not a dumb baby i'm gonna eat the cartridge <laughs> or maybe but god yeah. yeah but it's funny they always phrase it the same way in case anything happens yeah, yeah. They're like, in case anything happens and i'm like i just got out of bed man come on <laughs> pull his sharpening a knife in front of you just in case anything happens <laughs> you wouldn't want anything to happen to him would you you know oh, how sir? much dogs like to chew on discs sir no <laughs> that was how, how'd you know I have to kept that going for one joke too long <laughs> you calling me a dog <laughs> you calling me a dog or how'd you know my dog we got a lot of video game news to talk about this week so I want to wrap up I had to beat Kentucky Route Zero it's really good I teared up at the end you should play it alright and now we are moving into cruising for news cruising for news in the part of the show where we talk about the biggest video game stories happening in the video game world the ones that moved us that we decided to share with you so you could be better informed and entertained and we have a big one leading off the cruising for a news and team this week this comes from phil spencer blog post from news.xbox.com now we're going to be this is a lengthy article i don't want to necessarily read every word but it's all about the xbox series x we got some more concrete details about the specs and features and why don't we just dive into it Xbox Series X is our most powerful console ever, powered by our custom-designed processor, leveraging AMD's latest Zen 2 and RDNA 2 architectures, delivering four times the processing power of an Xbox One and enabling developers to leverage 12 teraflops of GPU graphics processing unit performance that twice that's twice of ah, that's twice as much as an Xbox One X and more than eight times the original Xbox One. Okay, so now I'm going to go over some more specifics about the things that he's talking about. Our patented form of VRS, which stands for Variable Rate Shading, empowers developer developers to efficiently utilize the full power of the Xbox Series X rather than spending GPU cycles uniformly to every single pixel on screen. They can prioritize individual effects on specific game characters or more important environmental objects. This technique results in more stable frame rates and higher resolution with no impact on final image quality. Hmm. Sounds like more work. 
<laughs> more work for these developers yeah it's so it's just pretty much like say like the grass if in a game is like oh look at the or like Skyrim was freaking out the Skyrim mods it's like oh look at the shading on the water it's, it's like kind of like it's like you can make the water just let's just put everything into the water everything else looks like shit yes yeah, <laughs> most realistic water ever ever you know honestly I was cool with the Wind Waker water I like that style I thought Wind Waker water was nice that was great I like it's exactly it fit with the style even like the wind like the Wind Waker smoke too like all the bombs oh, I love that <laughs> everybody loves the Wind Waker style now like every game should just yeah. be Wind Waker style. you're not yeah. you're not like uh, preaching to the, you're like on yeah. a soapbox but you're preaching to the choir it's true we're on yeah. the same level I know it's it's, it's I just wish they'd make it one that wasn't on the DS, a sequel to it. <laughs> that didn't suck. Oh, the Minish Cap? Not the Minish, the um, uh, Phantom Hourglass and that other one, the one with the train. Oh, Spirit Tracks. Like, I thought they were bad. Oh, I thought, whatever. Okay, next part. Hardware accelerated DirectX ray tracing. You can expect more dynamic and realistic environments powered by hardware accelerated DirectX ray tracing. A first for console gaming. This means true to life lighting, accurate reflections, and realistic acoustics in real time as you explore the game world. We've been hearing about this ray tracing for a couple of years now. Yeah, from both Xbox and PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it's on you know the the higher end PCs. It's available today. Mm-hmm. It's makes lighting look more realistic. So if there's a lamp swinging, it's going to be scarier in a horror game. And yeah, it's really just like how light reacts with the environment. Like so, you'll see your reflections off of. I mean, reflection reflections that look different on. I mean, technically everything has reflective property. Mm-hmm. This paper has reflective property but it's not like a reflective property like that glass mm-hmm. um, or a mirror or a shiny wall or yeah. something always just, nice for so go ahead oh no, so it's just basically just making it more realistic shading in a way so it's kind of like pretty much pretty much bringing our games into like a pixar level of like trying to maybe so that's what we've been trying to do since 1995 and toy story came out you got you got a friend in me yeah um <laughs> SSD storage. With our next generation SSD, nearly every aspect of playing games is improved. Game worlds are larger. I mean, he's assuming there, but more dynamic and load in a flash. And fast travel is just that. Fast. All sounds good. We've been knowing about this. Same thing with PS5. Both of them are going to have solid state drives. Uh, Quick resume. The new quick resume feature lets you continue continue multiple games from a suspended state almost instantly, returning to where you were and what you were doing without waiting through long loading screens. That cool? Does that interest you guys? Yeah, I like the uh, the resuming area is pretty good. I remember this whole like uh, kind of pick up and play or like extended like oh no load times. I remember that being toted back on like PlayStation Two mm-hmm. when it was this game specifically from Level Five called the Rogue uh, Galaxy, where they're like all oh, your characters are going to talk in real time and they do, and they're like oh there's no load in between areas. There's huge areas that don't take any loading time, and that's also true. You don't have to really do any of that. What's this game? Fast traveling, uh, Rogue Galaxy. Rogue Galaxy for PS2. PS2, yeah, they okay. have actually a remaster on PS4, which I'd recommend checking out if it goes on sale. Okay. It's like PS2 classics. Gotcha. Um, but. It's basically kind of, I feel they at least use it as an excuse to like make everything kind of look the same. It was just like, it's a dungeon crawling game. It's an RPG, but it's like every floor looks the same. It's like all the rooms are kind of like the environments the same. You're really not getting more than like three different varied environments. Like, oh, this is a room with a log that's down. This is a room that's got grass on the side. So you're saying that you don't buy this. They're just going to make Rogue Galaxy for PS2 again. But I I really hope that they would would learn to be like, okay, well, like we can, we can, advertise like oh there's gonna be no loading times between areas but like make the environments you know wanna it's like i want to explore that now that you know i don't have loading times and that area is totally different rather than like 
oh wow you know get halfway through the game it's like all these areas look the same i mean i don't think we have to worry about that but it's true not in ps2 i appreciate your concern (laughs) (laughs) all right next one uh i think it's kind of cool because and i I only thought of this because of a podcast i was listening to earlier is like if you're playing a single player game you want to hop into a multiplayer game because you get an invite and you don't want to like shut everything down like i'm in the middle of a boss fight maybe i'll kick it to you in 15 minutes now you can just have both going and it seems like a nice thing. Uh, dynamic latency input, aka DLI. We're optimizing latency in the player-to-console pipeline, starting with our Xbox wireless controller, which leverages our high bandwidth proprietary wireless communication protocol when connected to the console. With dynamic dynamic latency input, a new feature which synchronizes input immediately with what is displayed. Controls are even more precise and responsive. All sounds good. We all like low latency. HDMI 2.1. We've partnered with the HDMI forum and TV manufacturers to enable the best gaming experience through features such as auto low latency mode and variable refresh rate. ALLLM, or whatever, allows Xbox One and Xbox Series X to automatically set the connected display to its lowest latency mode. VRR, which is variable refresh rate, synchronizes the display's refresh rate to the game's frame rate, maintaining smooth visuals without tearing ensuring minimal lag and the most responsive gaming experience um it kind of sounds like what is it the setting on steam that i had to try to mess around with for a while because everything kept looking choppy i remember it specifically when i was playing devil may cry 4 on my pc it's the v-sync or v-sync yeah that's what it is is that part of it do you know i think because i never i I, that was honestly a random guess Um, when i was playing i was like i mean it sounds kind of similar to like what it might be because like that's kind of what v-sync does it like reduces frame tearing mm-hmm. screen tearing and stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah because it was like super um, like just kind of scrolling down like a vhs screen i was like what is this yeah so it could be similar mm-hmm. but i'm really not too sure i like the fact that it's savvy. going to like automatically make your tv go into the good gaming mode mm-hmm. that's a neat feature yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> 120 FPS support. With the support of up to 120 FPS, Xbox Series X allows developers to exceed standard 60 FPS output in favor of heightened realism or fast-paced action. Now, this is supports up to, obviously not a guarantee, but just speaks to the beefiness. Where's the beef? Microsoft got the beef. For it from Wendy's. Put it in the FPS. <laughs> Ship it to gamers. <laughs> Uh, and then the next one's all about the backwards compatibility stuff. Our commitment to compatibility means existing Xbox One games, including backwards compatible Xbox 360 and original Xbox games, look and play better than ever before. Your favorite games, including titles in Xbox Game Pass, benefit from steadier frame rates, faster load times, and improved resolution and visual fidelity, all with no developer work required. Your Xbox One gaming accessories also come forward with you. That's cool. I d- did not know that. Like you, that, that. I just learned that reading that just now. Smart delivery. This technology empowers you to buy a game once and know that whether you are playing it on Xbox One or Xbox Series X, you are making the right you're getting the right version of the game on whatever Xbox you're playing on. We're making the commitment to use smart delivery on all our exclusive Xbox Game Studios titles, including Halo Infinite, ensuring you only have to purchase a title once in order to play the best available version for whichever Xbox they choose to play it on. This technology is available for all developers and publishers, and they can choose it to use it as they see fit. This leads into the next story from the Twitter account at Cyberpunk2077. Gamers should never have to purchase the same game twice or pay for upgrades. Owners of Cyberpunk 2077 for Xbox One will receive the Xbox Series X upgrade available for free when is it available or when it is available. So pretty wild. 
Pretty wild. Mm. Yeah. Only buy one game. Only buy one game. Get for Xbox. Yes. So. I mean, I would like to take that like first sentence uh, from Cyberpunk 2077 and just say, buy the game once and you have it everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, they I, fill up all the 120 characters in Twitter. So I think this is a match made in, I don't know, good PR heaven with Cyberpunk and where Microsoft's been for the couple the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, both companies have a reputation. Lately, Microsoft you know, has been very consumer friendly with Game Pass, with you know, all the $1 for three months type of things they've been doing mm-hmm. uh, with the announcement that, which has gotten some mixed reactions that the, the Series X won't really have truly exclusive games for at least a couple of years or, or one or two years. Um, but if everything else they're giving us, I mean, at this point, I've seen and heard more about the Series X than the, you know, something that wants to get me to buy PS5 where I have, like, this whole library already of Xbox, a couple Xbox One games, more so Xbox 360, and then original Xbox games. Like, that alone is already putting me up there to, like, want to shift towards that. Yeah. yeah. I think they're doing a lot of things right in terms of the, the player base. It sounds like they've done a lot of their research they've been doing all the right things with game pass and i think they're doing the right thing like getting so far ahead of sony just in terms of telling people what the system is going to be bringing so that the some of the people who are committed to sony are kind of thinking twice about whether or not they might want to jump ship or not <laughs> they're waiting for the shoe to fall i think because it, it, you're correct and um our next story is sony related and they're they're pulling out of pack spoilers but they are uh kind of mia from the discussion right now we had a couple wired articles that were released last year that kind of, kind of gave the initial scoop you know gave some details like the solid state drive and it is backwards compatible with ps4 we know that um but yeah, I mean, the Cyberpunk 2077 thing, that's something that I was curious about because the game is coming out in September. The new consoles, we assume, will be out in November. Is it something that I would really want to purchase if I know that there's going to be like a, a remastered one coming out? But I don't have to worry about that with the Xbox One version at least. And do I think this is going to make Sony have to do the same thing? I do. I think this would be a big mistake if um, if they didn't. I mean, this is a major... I mean, back when PS3, PS4 were transitioning and, and um, 360, Xbox One, there were a year or two where we were getting all the big games on both consoles. I mean, not all of them, but like Assassin's Creed, your Call of Duties, your your Maddens. Uh, they had two two SKUs, two $60 versions that you had to purchase. Um, they did do like a, a neat thing for a few games. Like I remember Assassin's Creed Black Flag, if you... I think if you put in the the PS3 disc into the PS4, you could upgrade for ten bucks, something like that. Cool. Yeah, um, but this is cooler. So yeah, way better. Kudos to you, Microsoft and Phil. Uh, you you know, even though you don't have any exclusive games announced yet that anybody cares about, we we know that that's coming. I guess people care about Senua's Sacrifice. I shouldn't say that, but anyway, a lot of Xbox news. Now to move over to the PlayStation side where things are just sad and dreary right now. They are pulling out of PAX East. A four-day event held in Boston is one of the biggest gaming conventions in the U.S., attracting tens of thousands of fans and the biggest one local to us easily. Uh, We live in Springfield, Massachusetts. 
Sony had planned, or near there, Sony had planned to exhibit the highly anticipated exclusive The Last of Us Part Two with a hands-on demo for the first time, but on Wednesday announced its withdrawal from the event. I also think they were going to play or have an FF7 demo. I um, think Square's still going, Square Enix. Oh, really? I think that's still going. I saw an article when I was looking up other stuff for this today that, like, what Square's going to bring, unless they... You could totally be switched. right. I mean, I'd have to just double-check it, but, I mean, I think they might, just because they're Square is Square. And yeah, they, yeah. They, have their own, they usually have their own booth, depending on, like... Okay, Just, okay. like, Square stuff. Because they have all those figures and stuff as well. Yeah, you're like, probably right. I just thought, you know, since it's an PS5 or 4 exclusive that... Uh, that's what I would think, too, is that Sony's part of the PlayStation family that they, right. you know... So, um, our friend Kenny is going to the show. Um, well, let me get on to the rest of the story. Uh, we felt this was the safest option as the situation is changing daily, Sony said on its PlayStation blog. We are disappointed to cancel our participation in this event, but the health and safety of our global workforce is our highest concern. PAX East will increase hygiene and sanitation measures in place. Kyle Martzen Kish, event director for PAX production team, Reed Pop said in a statement that the team is working closely with the Boston Convention and Exhibition Center and following local, state, and federal public health guidelines, including those issued by the CDC. And it is saddened that Sony will no longer have a press presence at PAX East 2020. And this is because of the coronavirus, about just concerns of international travel, people coming from, I guess... <laughs> It, it's kind of hard to understand like what their fears are exactly like is it because there's people at this event that are potentially coming from china and i mean i know it, it's not like a as much of a global event as like um an e3 or something but it's mm -hmm. it is still a big deal gaming convention but i i don't quite fully understand it but i do think that this was not a I do think that they're being genuine when they think that it was for safety. Mm -hmm. um, like, I don't think it was um, a decision that they like. Yeah, this was a tough decision because like they they need to have a public presence in oh, some sure. in some fashion, and they're not going to be at E three. Um, there, this is it's, it's not a good look. No, but, it's but, not good to be pulling out like when they like when Nintendo didn't show off uh, like they didn't bring much or anything to like Breath of the Wild or whatever for a couple years for E three and all that. But I think I think it's a good call. They did the same thing. I think I was I told this on one of the podcasts previously was that a toy fair that my company goes to in New York. It just happened. I think today was actually the last day. Um, they closed down their whole. They had a whole China pavilion because of like a lot of obviously a lot of stuff's made in China, a lot of product and stuff. Mm -hmm. They shut down their whole pavilion. Like nobody from China was there. Wow. Like, just from because of the coronavirus. So I think they're being cautious just because somebody who isn't sick yet could possibly bring over like you know the bacteria whatever with them and then that's just an easier way to spread it yeah but gotcha at the same time people are jerks and people from the east don't want to deal with people out here making jokes about the coronavirus if they come out here true oh <laughs> true i mean yeah i don't i'm past the joking part like fuck it's scary now and leads us into our next story Kojima Productions will no longer attend next month's Gaming Developers Conference Hideo Kojima's Death Stranding Design Philosophy Session cancelled Kojima Productions joins Sony and Facebook in opting to cancel their attendance at GDC, which is a annual game developer conference in San Francisco. Um, let's see. Do I really need to read this story here? Well, how other ways that it's uh, affecting the industry? 
Notably for Nintendo, the gaming giant warned of Switch shortages in Japan. Alongside Valve announced late last week that it would have far fewer Valve Index VR headsets units on sale leading up to the release of Half-Life Alex, which I believe they finally announced the release date for, I think it's March 23rd. There's also speculation that the repercussions of the coronavirus may affect the supply chain for the upcoming PS5 and Xbox Series X, should the situation remain as it is today. I'm going to be pre-ordering the second that it's up. Yeah. Right. Be like, Oops, well, it's mine now. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just, it, it's also what, you know, the media makes it. I feel like the more people, put, let me put it on a gaming perspective. Persona 5, you got mementos. You got everybody's uh, limited, everybody's mentality. You know, the more something's brought up into attention in the media, the more it's going to get more known and the more it's going to kind of be overhyped as well. Mm. So it's like, I feel like it is good to have, you know, pay attention and, keep tabs on things, especially a deadly disease that's going around, but, like, I feel like the more media hypes it up to be, like, scary, 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 rather than, like, scary, be safe, scary, be safe, kind of, like, it's, it's basically, like, as crazy as you want to get, we hype it up to make it, like, what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as we're, you know, just keeping an eye on it, not like, oh, my God, our world's gonna end. It might, you never know. Just, you know, I feel like... I, up tomorrow. I, yeah, I feel like um, maybe I have it. <laughs> sick. I feel I got a sore throat coming on. I think I'm a catalyst. Yeah. <laughs> I'm patient zero. Mm. I'm gonna have to be brought into, by airplane to. I see. I didn't even watch Daisy. Can't even quote this. Can't even say it. I didn't even watch it. Pumba Poser. Brad Brad Pitt. Brad, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt Daisy. Yeah, he, I think Daisy. so. Or no, he was. That, yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Daisy or is it? I don't know. Is, no, it, that, is it the Z word? The Z word? No, no, it's, no, uh, no, it's not Daisy. It's it's uh, what is it? Uh, the, the game? We talking about that one? No, I'm talking about the movie, and I th- uh, I think I think it is Daisy. Dawn of the Dead. There's Daisy. Dawn of the Dead. Zombieland. Zombieland. Uh, I don't know. Oh, the no, that's Sex Drive. That's Euro Trip. Okay, never mind. Those are two different other ones. There's The Walking Dead. Yes. No. There is. Heard there was some like explicit sex scene on The Walking Dead. Really? Last I kept week. Up with it. Yeah, yeah, like I've been watching it in ages. I clicked on the headline like viewers got a weird uh, or a rare sexual content um, warning before the this week's episode, and it's just two dudes in the shower, it's just showing their butts. <laughs> it's just, no zombies involved at all. <laughs> it's just them talking for a minute. What are we gonna do about all these zombies? I don't know, but you got a little bit of poop on your right butt cheek. Thanks. Thank you. I did watch that show for the first seven seasons, and I, I do feel Dang, seven seasons. Yeah, and wow. I, I watched it from the jump. Um, I think maybe one? maybe it is. It's in season ten now. I think I started actually in season two. Uh, and wow, I'm pretty sure I stopped at like season four. Okay, I stopped at season or three one. or four. Well, it you know it still was pretty good. I got a little bit after Negan got introduced, and I do think it was messed up how he killed those two people like that. But Spoiler. anyway. Moving on to our next story, Animal Crossing New Horizons. There was a big half-hour direct this past week detailing many new aspects of the game. So I took this from The Verge. They did a nice synopsis piece, which made it easier for me to relay it to our audience. The Animal Crossing series isn't exactly known for its bustling metropolises, but the island in New Horizons will be quiet even by Animal Crossing standards, <laughs> at least initially. When you first boot up the game, you and two other residents will set up camp on a previously deserted island. Aside from nature and your tents, the only facilities initially will be the airport, where 
You can access multiplayer features and Tom Nook's facility where you buy and sell items as well as craft new ones. Tom that, Nook, he's always there. He's always there. <laughs> he's man. always there. He's just like ultimate hustler. But that doesn't mean it will stay that way for long. Nintendo says that new residents will eventually join, and more importantly, you'll slowly unlock major facilities as well that include series mainstays like the museum, general store, Taylor and more. Similarly, you'll get access to a proper house after paying off your loan. Thank God. I did not want to live in a tent forever. I'm yeah. not an animal. Actually, yeah, I'm, I'm the only non-animal. It's it's not clear how or when these will eventually unlock, but it sounds like New Horizons will be a very slow burn. For sure. What is that? So there's more to this story. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? That's a slow burn. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't know. I mean, that's just one writer's... Mm-hmm. Opinion. Um, I but... just don't want it to feel. I remember, like, even with like the first couple Animal Crossings, it's like you boot it up. It's like, oh, I'm so excited! Like, you know, the first night you sit down to play a game, it's like you, you set aside a lot of time. You're like, all right, I'm gonna dig into this game. I'm gonna play for like a chunk of solid hours. Like my ex- first experiences with Animal Crossing is always like, okay, there's only so much you can do your first day because you have to wait for real world time to pass for either one events to happen, mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. move into your town, you to grow your town, to buy bells and all that, to pay off your de- like that. Yeah, I hope it's like you can just go out. You know, you can build up your little camp, and pretty much like I was getting big Stardew Valley vibes. So like, you know, you dig up your little land, you make your little campsite area, put your tent down. Yeah, yeah, I think that there, and I will. There's more customization as far as your town goes, and and the area outside of your house, which is cool to see. I am I played the first game back in middle school when it came out for the GameCube. It was one of the few games that my sister and I were avidly playing at the same time. We both lived at the same town. Um, it was called Game A Lot, if you were wondering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it would be really fun to go back and see the shape of that place. That'd be great. They're probably really worried about me. <laughs> Why, where have you been? You've been gone for 18,000 days. <laughs> no, that was that was one of the sort of depressing things about the game is even if you would stop playing for a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. uh, your town would be overrun with weeds. you get yelled at by everybody you meet. Yep, exactly. Stupid Rossetti would come and yell at you if you forgot to save the right way. Or if you hit the reset button, mm-hmm. he would be like, that's not how life works. Have you been playing with the internal clock? And it's like, oh, oh. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, man. Jeez. Go, I can go get yelled at by my dad upstairs. I don't need you down here playing my games. Shit. But yeah, I, this was kind of my first foray into that genre of like, you know, it's a chill, customize your house, interact with your neighbors type of game. And I am willing to get back into it. It's been a long time. I, I have the 3DS game. For some reason, I bounced off of it. It just didn't really grab me. Maybe it was just the, the format of the 3DS. And I, I got it that late in its life cycle. And only really got into a few games on it but yeah you guys play any animal crossing I was, just besides what you just mentioned yeah i wasn't really before the direct but now like i mean I, that also just like what i just brought up just appeared to me too i was like hmm that's another thing that could happen but i do know it's like a decent amount of people that are getting it or if you guys get it i'll probably end up getting it but it's nice to like i can see it being as those like okay i'm gonna go take a poop and play a game but i don't want to play a very intense game so i'm gonna relax maybe help work some things out in mm-hmm. my body and outside of my body and play that. I mean, just just sounds like a nice game to sit in bed and like chill at the end of the day. It's a nice game to just have. Yeah. Um, you said that you you can easily run out of things to do, or it's seemingly you can within sometimes half an hour or an hour. Maybe if you're like max grinding for fish or whatever, yeah, <laughs> like exactly. two hours. But it's a game that evolves. The seasons change. There's special events. It's not meant to be a game that's binged. It's meant to be a game where you you know you chill and live your second life with your animal buddies. It's true. Yeah. yeah, I'm on the fence. I'll probably end up getting it. 
I probably won't get it just because I like a lot of that instant gratification mm-hmm. type thing. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I dabbled a little bit with Animal Crossing on uh, 3DS. Yeah. Well, Caitlin's going to like it. <laughs> she might like it. Yeah, I, I'm, this is one I'm definitely going to try for Elena. Mm-hmm. And not to be, it's just, you know, it's, it's one of those. Great, it's like The Sims, man. It's great. Girls, mm-hmm. girls love Animal Crossing. They dig it. Um, all right, so moving on a little bit more about Animal Crossing. Uh, is there a smartphone in the game? Sort of seems like a way to progress your uh, your missions. Like many modern games, the main menu in New Horizons takes form of a smartphone or Nook phone, as it's called in the game. Man, he's even making phones. <laughs> screw that guy. Yeah, screw, he's like the Donald Trump of Animal Crossing world. I wish he was a skin on Villager. Yeah, I would he, like to mess people up with him. With time like that, that's a really good idea. Yeah. The phone is naturally full of apps, each one corresponding to a specific aspect of the game. There's an app for the in-game map, for instance, and other, and another that collects all of your crafting recipes. It's not clear how you get such good reception on an island in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Most notably is an app called Nook Miles, which ties into the next major feature. Without trying to sound too crass, Animal Crossing has always been about money to some degree. <laughs> You move into a town, and you're then immediately saddled with debt that you have to pay off. It's very true. Of course, there's no interest, so you're free to not pay it at all if you want, but you're going to want to because you want to upgrade your living space. New Horizons goes into a slightly different direction, one that will change the structure of the game. The Nook Miles app is essentially a collection of quests. When you do quests, you get money. So it kind of just seems like there's another way to... uh, Mm. Track progress. Spend your time. Spend your time, track progress, uh, yada, yada. So that's all the stuff that I want to read from the article. A couple of things that this game will not have, which is out March 20th, right around the corner. It will have no cloud saves, only one island per switch, and there are ghosts at night. Ooh. Yes, those are the three things that I also wanted you to know. I did like that when they showed that in the trailer. It's like, and you can meet a ghost, and it's like, ah! And then the ghost goes away, and I was like, that's pretty cool. And you talk to him. Yeah, like if there's like little things like that that Nintendo programs to like only be available on Thursdays at 2.30 a.m. Oh, they definitely will. Yeah. Right. It was when the KK writer was only at the... Only Friday nights. Yep. I was like, man, I'm staying home. I got no friends, but at least he's here for me. They put on Cartoon Network, throw in some Animal Crossing. Mm. Yeah. KK. Yep. Yeah. Ooh. And the game looks really good, I have to say. It's got it a does. very sort of like uh, Link's Awakening remake. Mm-hmm. Toyetic. It does, yeah, exactly. And you can jump over gaps now. You can jump over the little like rivers and stuff rather than having to go all the way around like over a bridge. Oh, okay. So that looked. I was like, okay, that's that's a lot better. Plus, if you get like, you know, there's scorpions apparently too that can sting you and you can get hurt. Yeah, you can always get stung bees. by bees. Yeah, stung by bees. Apparently, they have medicine now you can take. If you like, are- <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get rid of the big bumps on your face. Yeah, you get the big bumps, and like the scorpion can like pretty much in Animal Crossing universe kill you. You have a guy, like a, a group of people that come like off screen, fourth wall break, and like save you and bring you back to your tent. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, that's scary. That's pretty cool. One of the neatest things in the original Animal Crossing, I just want to touch on, is there were full on NES games within the yeah. game that like you could collect and decorate your house. So it would just look like a, an NES console. If you had the e reader, you could scan those stupid little cards in. Oh, wow. Holy crap. Remember that? No. Wow. I, not until just now. It's been deep down in the vault yeah. and you just brought it mm-hmm. to the surface. Oh, yeah. Those things are so rare now. Like, just the packs of, like, unopened ones because they're just, like, two little, oh, like, yeah. paper trading cards that with the little the scan. Because Pokemon cards had them, too. They had, like, the little, uh, it was like a long QR barcode you just scan into the e-reader 
and it would like give you a mini game on your Game Boy or Animal Crossing if you had the GameCube hookup. Right. So the e-reader was an attachment to the Game Boy Advance. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the Game Boy Advance could be used as a controller for Animal Crossing. Yep. You could connect it to the GameCube with that like uh, the bottom part. Oh right. I remember when um, when online gaming was becoming popular with a PS2 and Xbox. Nintendo was like, we're really focused on using the Game Boy as a controller. We want couch co-op. You like your family, man. They don't let you go out and like play for Xbox subscriptions. Stay home, play with your friends. Chris Chronicles. Chronicles. Yeah, exactly. Can't wait for yeah. that to come out. That's gonna be fun. It was super hard to find those in the game. I remember I played a long, long time, and I only had four or five. I think they had a total of fifteen some or sixteen. The, uh, you couldn't even get some of them. I know, like you, they weren't programmed for you to actually get them. You had to can only play them with like a, a cheat code to get the thing to show up. Really? Yeah. Huh. It's wild. Very, very cool stuff. All right. So our final story, I'm going to let Anthony take it away. He's got some Temtem updates. They released, uh, Temtem posted on their Twitter. Uh, by, let's see, Humble Bundles, uh, they published it or made it, I think. Uh, they uh, must have published it. Yeah, yeah. published. Yeah. Humble, Humble Bundle published it, but they put out a cool little uh, like short-term roadmap that they have for the upcoming seasons for Temtem, um, which is pretty nice to see. Because I know a big you know, concern of mine going into it was seeing that the game is still, I mean, it makes it very apparent when you boot it up, it says it's still early development. The game, uh, we're still, you know, progressing and all that. It's not finished, but it's in a very good playable state. And I have played at least like an hour or two so far of it and have been really enjoying it. But they've kind of outlined from spring, summer, and fall 2020 what they're going to start rolling out with these updates. Um, uh, this, let's see, the spring 2020, they're going to put ranked uh, matchmaking in version one. Uh, spectator mode so you can watch other people battle in game chat so you can chat with other people chat bubbles and club management which i'm sure is probably some kind of uh, like in-game club stuff like almost not clans but you know groups or whatever okay uh, summer 2020 they're gonna put a new island in the game kisiwa 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 yeah Put that in there. I'm not sure I haven't even really explored too too much far outside of the first area, which uh, I'm really curious to see because it looks like it's a pretty big map. Uh, they got they're adding around 25 new Temtem, which is cool. Uh, player housing, climbing gear. Okay, because I actually came up to a cliff and it says, "Oh, if you have climbing gear, you can climb it." I'm like, oh. "That's not in the game." <laughs> now, now I know, I'm like it's not in the game. No, that's funny. That sucks. Uh, but yeah, and then they're putting emotes, V2 emotes. So I guess they're redoing emotes then. Hmm. And then the fall. Nice. They're going to be doing another new island, Sipanak, Sipanku, Sipanku, uh, Sipanku. Around twenty-five more new Temtem. The first mythical Temtem. So like you get your Mewtwo and your Mew. This is uh, a Japanese developer. Uh, I think it's a Western Crema, maybe Crema Studio. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, uh, I, I you know more about this game than me. Crema. They sound like I'm not, Mexican. Honestly, yeah, I, I never heard of it before. <laughs> I saw some guys like reviews. Oh, the design of Temtem versus the design of Pokemon. I was like, what's Temtem? And then I think the very next day I talked to you and you're like, oh, did you see the new Pokemon Killer Term Time? And I was like, oh, and checked it out. But it looks like it's going to be, I mean, once, you know, I am kind of not upset, but like I'm before I really want to sink my teeth into it, I want it to be like a full game, quote unquote. But I mean, ah, just do it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I want to get it. You get on the ground floor. Board. You'd be doing the competitive stuff from the, day one when it's out. There you go. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. It could be, be right up there. I just, I got to start doing the competitive stuff of Pokemon too. It reminds me. So get the more, those guys are coming in soon. That time has passed. That time. Nah, <laughs> I got to, I got to jump into this with you. All right. We well, got to, we got to yeah. do something with this. We do. Cause you can still, I can see people on the map. I've been training my little stupid, I got a little cocoon guy now and like, he's just there and I got a little, uh, grass turtle. Starter, it's 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 a great the animation is very fluid. I think I've, I've talked about it before, but they're just gonna keep adding more stuff to it. In game tournaments, quest diary, 
Um, they promised coming up very soon is going to be a trading house, uh, Dojo Wars. So I'm sure that's like a clan wars kind of thing, maybe. And then uh, more details about Endgame. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. This you know that they're be like, hey, you know, we're not going to leave you in the dark. These things are coming up. Right. Um, so look forward to it. And it's, I mean, for a forty dollars price tag right now, it's like I, I might have to sink at least a couple more quality hours to judge but yeah and i imagine like they're doing all this like while still in the background <laughs> developing it for switch and what, oh yeah that's what, true what, what, did, was there another console they were gonna put it on mm. um i know they're developing it for switch though yeah definitely um, xbox series x exclusive so, probably <laughs> no, just kidding. so I, I imagine they're also rolling these out at the same time having them ready so that when it does come to switch in 2021 mm. it's just like the full game mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that'd be ready to just yeah that's true because that's what they did with portal Knights too i think because we played portal Knights basically just like rounder minecraft mm. and then they released the full thing and that came out on consoles right but yeah looking um, forward to it I, and I, th- I think the real test for them is like how well it, it performs on switch yeah like that will be the deciding factor as to like how to compare it to Pokemon, and For sure. when Nintendo calls its lawyers and is like, "We have a problem." Hey, <laughs> this is pretty much the same. It's weird because they follow it very close. It's like the type, the typing charts the same. You they do all the battles, which is different. But I mean, then again, Pokemon Coliseum did the same thing. Double battles. There's always double battles in whatever battle you get into, mostly. And then the typing chart looks almost the same. Moves same way. You can only know four moves at a time. Mm-hmm. Have to forget a move if you want to learn more than four moves. They have their EVs and IVs, which in this game are called like CVs. They're from Spain. Oh, wow. see, you're close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're doing great, though. And I'm really excited to play more of it and see what they do. Very cool. All right. Anybody, anybody got anything else before I send this one into the books? Send away. Send away. All right. Thank you for tuning in to the Level With You show. Your support means a lot to us. It helps us keep growing. Please subscribe. Please leave us a nice review on iTunes or wherever else you'd like. Tell your friends. Share it on Facebook if you really even aren't into video games. It helps us out. Until next time, stay level. Bye-bye. We're still live. We're still live. Oh, yeah, we can't be like, hey, <laughs> cut it. Get back in the cage. <laughs> All right, everybody, just keep everybody pull their pants up. Put the butter back on. <laughs>